Hello, and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of The Living Spirit, Answers for Healing and Infinite Love, which shares stories of spiritual communication, spiritual awakening to your full potential and intuitive wisdom, as well as becoming aware of miracles and ways to increase health, prosperity, and happiness. And I am delighted to welcome Dr. Amy Seren, author of The Stress Switch, who will show us that when we discover stress is not a chronic, permanent condition to be coped with, Uh, but instead is a specific type of neurological programming that can be improved as we begin to understand ourselves and understand healing in a more complete way. Hello, Dr. Zirin, and thank you for joining us today to deal with a condition that affects every person in ways that can be severely damaging and can lead to dysfunction and even disease. So we need to find new ways to lessen stress and increase health. Absolutely, and thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. I always love Amy, too ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember perhaps a person, a place, an event, something that may have led them to embrace the life attitudes and work and uh, what they embrace now and enjoy as an adult. So think back for a minute. Um, I would say that I was very um, happy but um, very intense and perfectionistic. And even without external pressure, I used to place a lot of pressure on myself to perform and to be a certain way and to look a certain way. And I kind of carried that needless suffering around quite a bit, (laughs) I would say. So my my father used to say, I was exactly the same. And my father would, exactly, you just described me. And, and And my father would say to me, you are your own worst enemy. So what were we dealing with? We were dealing with some type of fear, some type of thought that perhaps we wouldn't be enough. Maybe there were so many expectations for us that we didn't think we could achieve it. Or maybe we just wanted to be perfect because somebody around us, a parent or a relative, was a perfectionist, and they they Mm -hmm. imprinted that on us. But whatever it is, that was what we needed to develop into the adults we are now and to find self-healing and to find self-awareness and to understand ourselves more than a physical being but as a spiritual being having a physical life. And we were just sensitive because we we were more sensitive to the people around us perhaps and the environment and maybe we developed, you know, we were aware of anxiety might not even mm-hmm. have been our own, could have been other things, but we we didn't know how to deal with it, perhaps. So it was our pathway to understand mm-hmm. it eventually and to use it to help many people. And I'm sure as a child, you wanted to help many people, too. I did. I, I always I did. did. And, and, I, and I feel like we kind of leave people to their own devices when we say, okay, you know, you're having a lot of stress or a lot of anxiety or you're really hard on yourself. And then we try to sort of get them to talk themselves out of it. And when we look in the brain and we actually see the networks that are in control of this, 
there may be an easier way because if it were very easy for us to just talk ourselves out of stress, we would all be doing it very successfully. Right. And the truth is none of us are, are talking ourselves out of our stress very successfully. And this is why we, we can think, you know, logically I shouldn't be worried about this and yet my heart is pounding and I'm suffering in this moment. And mm. even my awareness of this is not helping me right now. Right. So, so, so uh, tell us, tell uh, us why you decided to write your book. I know you decided to write it for a very important reason. You're just telling us what it is, that we can't just talk ourselves out of it. It is a factor, and we need to find ways to reprogram and rewire the brain, understand mm -hmm. what stress really is. What is stress really, and what is it doing to us? So I, I think we kind of all know what it's doing to us. It's, you know, inflaming our bodies, it's creating chronic health conditions, it's manifesting in severe anxiety and even depression, and it's keeping us from living our full lives because fear and stress are essentially the same thing, and it keeps us from taking risks and from doing things that we want to do. Um, but I think <clears throat> where people misunderstand stress is why I wanted to write the book and really let people know that stress is not... Um, this nebulous thing, you know, stress is your body's in the moment reaction to a sensory trigger or a thought. And it's really important to understand that the brain controls stress through sensory mechanisms. This is why we are all programmed to go into fight or flight when we hear a loud sound. And we used to think, okay, let's say I see a snake, you know, I see a snake, I recognize the snake, and then I decide whether or not to fight or flight or flee. No, 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 that's not how it works. You see a snake, and before you even recognize it's a snake, you're already in fight or flight. This network is pre-conscious because consciousness is too slow, and it leaves consciousness out of the equation most of the time. And it's running and operating in the background. And so when we realize this and we can hack into this, we can get this program that's running in the background to make a different decision about stress. And that's when we... Uh, have control over it, but it's not the conscious control that people are always trying to, to get it. You can use consciousness when you're mildly stressed out, but when you're really stressed in the moment, and we think of it as a scale of 0 to 10 on your stress switch scale, you know, if you're a 7 or an 8 or a 9, your consciousness is actually not even accessible to you in those moments. You are a ball of reactivity, and this is why people do things they regret when they're in fight or flight, you know, if you're talking to your partner and you're irritated and you say something you don't mean, or make a bad decision or get really aggressive and then feel remorse later, it's only when you're calmer and consciousness comes back online that all the wonderful traits that we have as human beings are now accessible, but they're not accessible in those moments when we're stressed out, and yet we keep trying to use them to control stress, and it just doesn't make sense. Right. Well, we know that there are many benefits of reducing stress. We can improve our health and sleep patterns and relationships and mental clarity and work performance and happiness. But as you say, every thought is an energy, is a, a, a bit of energy, and it affects us because we are sensory beings. And so yeah. we, can, we can't be so hard on ourselves, we're going to realize that moment to moment we're moving through uh, different places with different people, with different expectations, and we have to learn ways to observe and, mm -hmm. crea and create calm within ourselves, because it's mm -hmm. not exactly the outside world that is creating the stress. You and I as children, 
were creating it from within because we were so sensitive to the different energy forces around us, right? Mm-hmm. But but yeah. when you learn to understand yourself better, you are more able to change the patterns. So let's go on to how much time would a person need to invest and what tips can you give them to switch off the stress switch? This is what we need to encourage people to to do because the reactions mm-hmm. will come, but we have to have uh, tools to, to sort yeah. of help us. So, so tell us about that. So I think stress management has become way too stressful, and all the recipes uh, that's that people funny. give. I like that. You know, <laughs> yes, I, I, mean, I think the so. Recipe, I, I just was asked to review a book by a doctor, and the prescription of what to do for better health was like, 85 pages long and it was so detailed and it would have added you know three or four hours to my day and I thought I'm just overwhelmed reading this no one's going to do this we are all already busy I think we are all already taxed and um, I don't I want to get away from people thinking that they need to invest another two hours in their day in the name of stress management because what happens is they can't sustain that and then they feel more stressed out that now there's more on their list that they cannot accomplish so my way of framing this are really in stress hacks, that there's things that you can do that don't take from your day that actually create a huge impact on your stress switch. And um, one of those things is to just pay attention to sleep. And people go, okay, that's obvious. I've heard that before. But really there are hacks for your sleep that are very important. So you should be getting seven to nine hours of sleep a night but what people don't know is you should actually be waking up about the same time each day. And if you use amber-colored glasses at night, for example, they're just glasses with an orange tint, and certain kinds block out ultraviolet light. And why that's important is all of the lamps that we're using and the overhead lighting and the street lights and things, they trick our body into thinking it's daytime, and then they suppress melatonin. And we don't really get a nice melatonin release until we are in a dark environment, which by that time, by the time we want to go to sleep, that's too late. So by putting on these glasses, that takes two seconds, and it's a one-time purchase. You can do that every night. That has stunning research on how that will improve your functioning the next day and build a more healthier lifestyle. That doesn't require more time, and it's not expensive. Another hack is to use something called alternating bilateral stimulation. And so this is the technology that I invented several years ago um, they're called touch points, and what you do is you can just hold these. All they do is vibrate. They're non-invasive, but it adds a sensory stimulation to that key network, and it downgrades your stress response, and it will do so about 62% in 30 seconds, and that's published scientific research. So I love things that are easy to do. Yes. You can do them as you go about your day, and they're not drugs, and they're not time-consuming because you all know you're supposed to be exercising, You all know you're supposed to be doing yoga and breathing and thinking positively. All of that stuff is already out there. But if you're in a state of stress, you're not going to make those choices. Right. Now, how can people get touch points? So people can go to um, my website at amysarin.com, and there's a tab for the inventor page, and they can click on a link and purchase touch points with a discount. 
Excellent. That is great. Now, we also have to begin to understand how to help ourselves beyond following some of the standards or general practices of the medical community. And you wrote this. We believe the inaccuracies of the medical community that tell us our problems are lifelong and can only be handled with marginal success. And, of course, we hurt others and ourselves if we don't take care of ourselves. In an effort to prevent or heal the global PTSD epidemic, I discovered a trusted technology, one which has been used in therapeutic modalities for over 30 years, using wearable devices to deliver a technology called touch points and has been shown to reduce stress by 62% in 30 seconds, stabilize cortisol levels faster after stress than a control group, produce profound changes on electroencephalograms of children and adults, help people fall asleep faster, and even reduce physical pain. Now, I'm with you. I'm an intuitive energy practitioner. And I also suggest to people like you, sometimes a person will tell me they have a condition. And I tell them, you don't really have anything. Your body is out of balance because mm -hmm. your inner wisdom or soul wants you to discover something that would be better for you and put you on a path for healing. And so uh, I like very much that you said that. Yes, we have... Uh, allopathic medicine and we have alternate and working together we can conquer many of the problems that are facing people today so I'd like very much that you said that now let's go on to what is the number one thing I can do to stress less the number one thing you can do to stress less is sleep well and consistently and then make the most out of your waking hours um, in terms of your self-awareness. So, again, my hacks have, you know, and the touch points have to do with if you go into an acute state of stress, you want to reduce that as quickly as possible. But if someone doesn't have them or they can't afford them um, or something like that, you want to just have an awareness. And um, when your stress state are low and then keep them as low as possible. So let's say I um, get an email from somebody and it's kind of disturbing. I can pause and say, you know, I'm feeling this in my stomach right now and um, I'm going to take some deep breaths and I'm going to have kind of this meta-awareness. And, and usually things that work are kind of, you know, we're not separate, right? Or I'm going right. to give this person the benefit of the doubt or I don't need to take this personally, Right. And I have a chapter on cognitive distortions. And when you can recognize, um, I'm thinking this person should have some, done something differently, but I don't really have to do that. I don't really have to think that. Or, you know, if you look at, like, Byron Katie's The Work, there's four questions that can somehow, then sometimes bring you out of the state. If you can be aware and challenge your thinking a bit um, or change your physiological state by um, – taking some deep breaths or looking at a picture of nature or do some kind of a quick pattern interrupt, oftentimes that can recalibrate you a bit. And if you practice doing small things like that, they really add up to a large change. But I want people to keep in mind, I'm not recommending this when your stress switch is high. If your stress switch, if something's a big trigger, right, like people with ex-husbands, for example, you know, they see them calling and they're automatically going up to a 
automatically going up to an eight or nine on the stress switch. Those tactics are not going to be available to you in that moment. And, and so in so those moments. So what would you suggest need, in that moment? Yes, in those moments. Those are your touch point moments. Okay. Those are the moments when you can't use your consciousness to bring it down. And if you try and you fail, you feel bad about yourself. Yeah. Or you just get ramped up and you answer the phone and you say things you don't mean and you lose your cool and then you feel guilty. Um, and so those are the moments where you need the, the hats because we're all going to go into those states from time to time. Absolutely, yeah. We're only human and nobody's perfect. Right. We know right. that. And I like very much that you use the word aware, awareness, and, and your personal power and not to take things personally because when we become aware of some of the traumas of our childhood we may begin to pay attention to the triggers that set off this fight or flight reaction and when we start to see it happening we don't have to engage it we can take that deep Mm -hmm. breath we can take a step back we can leave the room we can protect ourselves because we don't want to go into that state. But that does take awareness and it uh, does take a, a form of consistency to, to mm-hmm. look at yourself, look at what it is that uh, you want to achieve and perhaps what's holding you back. You know, we're all connected to each other by energy and to this universal source of energy that is really our life force beyond our physical body. And, and it affects our mind, body, and spirit in all dimensions of life. In my book, The Living Spirit, I wrote this. According to Dr. Charlotte Tomano, a neuropsychologist and author of Awakening the Brain. Each person's brain is unique with different capacities for navigating the physical and spiritual dimensions of energy. Therefore, we know there are multiple types of intelligence. Each person has a different life plan, and we all learn acceptance, patience, and empathy in our own way and in our own time. Just as there is visibility visual intelligence and mathematical linguistic and athletic skills there is spiritual awareness we must respect the fact that each individual is free to develop whatever areas of interest and talents they are born with by respecting this we definitely limit stress for our children spouses and all people we interact with so you were saying something like that when a husband calls Right, a person you have had an issue with, uh, someone who doesn't think like you or have the same goals, uh, we can allow ourselves to fall into a stressful pattern. But if we're very aware and we know ourselves better, we're going to be able to resist that and do what's best for us. And ultimately, it's going to be better for everyone else also. So let's yeah, go. That's... Yeah, yeah, right? Oh, I yeah, I mean, we are all connected. And so when you, when you keep your own stress switch low, mm-hmm. you have access to the source and to your spirituality because stress, acute stress in the moment stress is actually going to block you from higher awareness, from empathy and compassion and joy and these things that we want to experience more of. And it will absolutely affect everyone around you. The state that you're in affects everybody that you come in contact with. Right. You know, you know, I'm very empathic. So if I walk into a room or through a doorway into an office 
and someone is not feeling well or has had a fight and they're carrying that heavy energy, I feel it on my head or on my chest and um, heaviness in my legs. And uh, many, many people are this way. They're sensitive and they think it's their their energy or their or they have a problem or illness. And it's not. They're picking up responses from everyone and everything around them. So when you become aware of that, generally you are going to ask for help, maybe spiritually, in your thoughts, intentions. And maybe people are going to start to come in who can give you a different perspective. Or maybe you're going to want to study something, like I studied Reiki energy healing, and it changed everything. I became aware of so much uh, that maybe intuitively I already knew but wasn't practicing in my daily life. And the key is to make it work in your daily life. A lot of people know things, but they're not able to integrate it into their everyday life. So let's go on to an important question. How does stress affect my family? We all want our family, our children, and those around us to be healthy and happy. And yet sometimes we create stresses for them because we're stressed within ourselves, perhaps. So yeah, it's so tell important us about for that. parents. You know, it's interesting. I have three clinics in Arizona called Saren Centers. And so we, we see over 6,000 appointments a year. And um, I see families after family after family. And in this day and age, there's so much pressure. Um, they're accelerating uh, classwork and kids are just bombarded with worksheets, you know, and the parents, even though some of these things are not developmentally appropriate, the parents are kind of freaking out like my, they, my, my child has to live up to this or they have to do this or be in 2.6 sports and all these things. And so I think that, that when parents are aware of, when they work through their traumas, when they're aware of their own fears, they can ease up on the pressure that they're putting on their children. And some parents are great at this, but their children, just like you and I, you know, put mm-hmm. pressure on themselves. And so um, the the stress in families is really kind of at an all-time high um, for a lot of reasons. We're living more unnaturally than we ever have been in terms of sleep and wake cycles and being tuned out into, you know, faces and iPads rather than human connection, lack of nature, um, lack of sleep, all these things. And so the family, one person in a family who starts to uh, get more in touch with themselves and control their stress switch, they actually will affect the entire family unit. And beyond that, you know, if this person is a teacher, then they're affecting their entire classroom and all those kids are affecting their families, right? And so Hmm. it just extends like ripple in a pond when you start to uh, become aware of and help yourself with this. And so we really want to encourage people to start within themselves because it does ripple out. And I'm going to say to people listening now, as a teacher, I was a former teacher, I've had many careers, but I started as an elementary school teacher. Uh, You you know, the competitiveness that we're living with rather than cooperation. In kindergarten, you teach your children to share and to try to think of the other person with empathy and be kind and 
all these qualities that are the basic structure for humanity and for a good, healthy life with social media have been pushed to the side. We have lost our connection to the alignment to universal energy, to our soul energy perhaps, and to nature, and uh, and we have to get back to it. So scheduling a session, massage, acupuncture, Reiki, uh, beginning to help your children appreciate exercise and music and art and playing with their peers just for fun, getting back to just enjoying life, having a healthy diet, and even seeing a counselor if your child is not uh, getting along well with others. We need to help children and ourselves calm the nervous system. Of course, we know breathing properly and positive thoughts and relaxation and allowing the children to select what they want to do, not to be little clones of the parents, you know, what the parents want them to be, but allowing them to find their own way are all very important ways to build a healthy community and population and to have less sick people down the road. So I know you would agree with that. You know, yes. yeah. we're, we're, I, I, we're creating our own problems from within, and then out of love we're trying to perhaps make our children have the best opportunity for a good life. But if you're sacrificing that inner need to just simply be, you're hurting them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think people are so goal focused in our culture mm-hmm. that they forget that all we have is right now. And so you, you want to sustain, you know, working towards things, but you want to balance that with uh, some presence and some awareness in, in the moment and being able to really uh, regulate yourself in the moment. And I, I think, you know, what you're saying is stress causing illness and these things we all know stress is bad and people kind of know what stress does, but we really underestimate its implications for pain. You know, if you lower your stress in the moment, your pain perception goes down. Um, and stress over the long haul is what causes long-term health conditions. So the, the precursors to things like fibromyalgia or uh, COPD or addiction is actually how many childhood traumas you experienced. Yes. And so these things stress our nervous systems out, and then it changes everything. And, and, it, and again, in these moments when we're stressed, we don't have access to our higher selves necessarily. And so we really want to unblock ourselves by reducing our stress um, in whatever moments possible. And I think that is possible without adding three hours of stuff to your day. Yes, that's what I like. We don't have to add more. We just have to become more aware and more accepting of the help that's available to us. And trust, that's a big word, and trust that we will be well. Now, as a neuropsychologist, you see a lot of people in therapy. What is the most common stress issue you come up with over and over again? The most common stress issue is, you know, it manifests in different ways. So it's not just, oh, I'm stressed about tests or I'm stressed about my marriage. Or the, I think the most common problem is the price we pay for consciousness. So consciousness is wonderful, but the price we pay is we can conceptualize and remember what's happened in our past and we can forecast what's going to happen in our future and bring stress into the moment with our consciousness. And so therein lies 
the problem, most of the problem with stress is that automatic thoughts get activated. Like, you know, what if I fail the test tomorrow? Or, you know, what if my husband's cheating on me? Or what if this, what if that? And, And there's this what if, oh no game that gets played out in people's minds. And then they start creating stories that are not happening now. And they don't recognize that their consciousness has run amok, and then they can pull that back. And their nervous system, though, already is involved. As soon as you have an automatic thought, the problem is is that your stress switch goes up. And you can try to rearrange the automatic thought, but the stress switch stays high. And that's why, um, you know, the technology and some of these hacks for your nervous system are really what's needed to bring that into equilibrium. Because on the level of thought, you can logic these thoughts, okay, well, I know my husband isn't cheating on me, whatever, right? Um, um, That's just the story I'm telling myself. But then your heart is still pounding, and what do you do with that? If you lower that in the moment with, um, we have to use some out-of-sensory methods, you know, Um, tapping sometimes works or Mm -hmm. the touch points or something else, then the thought automatically shifts. And then everything's in equilibrium. But we yeah. keep trying to create that equilibrium on the level of thought and consciousness, and that doesn't really help. So the content can differ from person to person, but the basic problem is we are stuck in our own consciousness and we're yeah. not attending to the nervous system. And most of those thoughts are just illusion anyhow. It's not coming yeah, from it's, your inner soul. Yeah. Being, it's coming from your mind, which loves to create fear. You know, that's what we're seeing happen across the world right now. It's not really an economic, political, religious, or social problem. It's a spiritual disconnect from our true nature as spiritual beings who really need to align uh, to our energy, universal energy, and the laws of attraction, which are always at work. Old expressions like what you sow, you reap, and what goes around comes around, and karma and universal factors all can work in our favor when we find ways to turn the stress switch off and we ask for and we encourage health and prosperity, as well as trying to save our planet. So I want to thank you, Dr. Amy Siren, author of the stress switch for providing a clear workable pathway to understanding the mind and how stress affects the body mind and spirit and can compromise the quality of life undermining health relationships and taking away joy and for offering us ways to reprogram and refine our brain so we may approach the triggers that create anxiety from the many factors within and in our environment. So for more information, go to amysirin.com. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, Dr. Siren has shown us a clear path to surviving the stress within us and also from environmental sources as well as relationship issues which tend to diminish our health and encourage us perhaps to make poor choices. We have discovered that simply asking someone to think themselves beyond the fear and anxiety may not be the best way to develop the skills to deal with sensitivities and hormonal or chemical reactions to the stresses that confront us. As Dr. Siren wrote, Within the interconnected mind-body network, the stress experience in our bodies is triggered by a change in stimulus from inside of us, thoughts or pain, or outside, sound, smells, touch. These stimuli are sensed and integrated by the salience network which decides 
to turn the stress switch off. In the mind-body stress and its triggers are subjective to the individual. There are things that will set off anyone's stress, like seeing a snake, as you talked about earlier, and there are also triggers that are unique to each person's stress. Yet many people make an assumption that if certain things happen in their lives, they should be stressed out. And conversely, they have a mental list of things that they believe shouldn't be stressful. Amy and I would have you remember that while stress can create many issues for us to overcome, it is part of a physical reality. And in conquering the fears, traumas, and anxieties of our lives to the best of our ability, we also strengthen our inner soul life and find balance, health, peace, and well-being. So, in the conquering of stress, we allow for a greater awareness of our true nature and our divine right to real happiness. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, and I invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to read about and listen to leaders in the metaphysical, scientific, spiritual, and medical field, psychology, and the arts, and music. Explore ways to heal, improve, and develop our personal, social, and collective world reality so we may live prosperous, purposeful lives with love and compassion. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.